Hey guys, thanks for joining us again. This is Rachel here with Noah. Yes, and we're really excited to um, have you guys back and just be listening to this movie this week, which is Dungeons and Dragons or D&D for our board game lovers. Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves. Our yes. army Dude. among thieves. Army among thieves for sure. That's what it is. Um, so appreciate you guys joining us for this one. Um, we don't honor have honor na- among thieves. Honor Dungeons among and dragons. Thieves. Honor among thieves. You Makes could, a lot more sense now, actually, after watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we don't have Nate, unfortunately. This definitely was a movie that Nate's going to be end up seeing, so we don't have a nine-year-old opinion with us today. But We might have a part two. Once Nate watches it, we can yeah, add fun. it on at the end. Yeah, but we definitely want to make sure we got this out for you because Noah and I were lucky to like snag seats for, what is it called, like a preview or something? Yeah, it's a, a sneak preview. Um, not that we're special or anything, but yeah, no, we always them. look to see what's coming soon. And uh, they had an early showing of this. So we're like, oh, yeah, let's check it out and get a early bird special um, so we could, you know, talk about it and, and post it. We actually did watch Creed 3 and made an attempt to you know, record something about it, but that kind of fell through. It's really hard when we're not in the same room because I don't really know how to set up the mic properly. And then, um, so I'm not really like technology forward. Tech savvy. Let's see the actual release date for this. I think it comes out this weekend. Um, yeah, the, oh no, they're showing, they're showing some showings, but it's supposed to come out this weekend, but they're showing some showings today. Yeah. So perfect. So, Let's just jump right in, right? So to start off, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis into the movie and just kind of tell you a high-level overview of what it's about. And then Noah can touch on that a little bit more because I'm sure he is better at that than me. And then we're just going to jump into expectations. Did it meet those expectations? The cool tidbits or like fun parts that we thought of the movie. Maybe any bad parts, I guess, or like critiques. But I'm sure the critiques will come with the good parts as well. Um, and then would you watch it again? And then our, our fan favorite, which is describe the movie in three words. So to kick us off, Honor Among Thieves. <laughs> I feel like that's a really good... Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. No, I feel like that's yeah. a really good um, way to describe the movie because what ends up happening is Chris Pine, I don't really have his name in front of me, but basically the main guy, he is a very honorary character. He basically does things. He's almost like a modern day or I guess like a D&D Robin Hood, you would say, um, except he doesn't collect any riches for himself. He really just only does good by the people and is rewarded just by them being happy more than materialistic things. Um, what ends up happening is he has nothing to show for all the good things that he's been doing. So he crosses the wrong people, which is, they're called the Red Witch, which is crosses them they end up marking one of their gold they end up finding where he lives he ends up losing his wife and that's pretty much the whole story is him trying to get his wife back because he misses his best friend he also has a daughter and he meets some unlikely friends along the way and it's just like it's almost like a guardians of the galaxy where like they all just kind of like form randomly um and like have one purpose in mind uh which is to get rich basically yeah i think that's a a Good high level overview of it. It's kind of like a heist movie combined Definitely with the, you know a bandit group of misfits put together. Um, and so this is actually take two of our attempted uh, podcast. 
in our first discussion, we we kind of hit the points of the lore of Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. because this is a has a really big fan base mm-hmm. where you know hardcore fans like this is kind of the like the OG of the kind of the nerd central uh, <laughs> I would say um, it's we, been around forever and it's something that you always hear about and you know our you hear it talk people talk about it but the actual knowledge that you know we have is pretty much you know zero the only exposure we've had to to dungeons and dragons is stranger sadly things. to say is yeah through stranger things with yeah. the demigorgon if that's even in dungeons and dragons <laughs> or if that's made up but what i was curious about was if this movie was the actual storyline within the game mm-hmm. the board game or if they, they had creative control to yeah make it up and do as they wish cuz i know with you know, all the different classifications. They have the wizards, the shapeshifter. Uh, Chris Pine was... A, a Robin Hood. We can just call yeah, him Robin Hood. They, they had a... His his little group had a name, though, where they were... They were like the, the, the good Robin guys. Hood group. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so something I'm curious to kind of dive into more and figure out this is this is actually a true uh, heart, uh, a story built into the game. And if... You know, it's something we can follow along, like with the book, or if you know this does spin off to a longer franchise, if they have free creative control to kind of go any which way that they want to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like they left a lot of room too to like go a lot of ways into like it's make such a it, big world that, to make it like a Guardians of the Galaxy where they just continue just taking down. I don't know if it's always going to be the Red Witch, but like whatever villain is left in Dungeons and Dragons, I don't. We don't really watch. Or listen to the books or listen to the books, read the books, play the games, anything like that. I'm pretty sure it's one of those, you know... Um, it could be anything. Yeah. Oh, the so, demigorgon, the, right? The, well, the the world, the universe is so big that there's so many different ways they can go with it. So I'm sure it's endless. If, if this movie does well and there's going to be a franchise spun off of it, you know, with um, all of the original um, kind of content or um, characters already available that there's endless amount of stories that, that they can kind of I kind of hope up. they make another movie because it actually like I mean well we can jump into like the next part which is like our well, ex- what, what were your expectations yeah our expectations into yeah. walking into it like to be honest when we first recorded this I'm just gonna keep my same thing the reason why we deleted the other ones because we got into a fight <laughs> yeah so that, that happens often if you're uh, our friends you can get that extended release um anyways but Um, What I said like the first time and I'm still sticking to it is that I just kind of went into it with like almost no expectations because I just imagined it being like a really kid movie and like or like a family friendly movie, not like a baby movie, but like a family friendly movie where I was like it is probably going to have one or two things that is funny and then the beginning, middle, end are just not going to be good. That's kind of how I went into it. So I think because I went into it with such low expectations, it like exceeded it but what did you think what did you go into it with i i was kind of in the same boat where i didn't have really high expectations but kind of went in open-minded hoping to have a good time where they kind of had nothing to lose so hoping that they would really swing for the fences historically the kind of game to movie conversion doesn't really work out or pan out but that's kind of been changing recently with the last of us 
um, which was a video game. The Witcher was a video game, a TV show. Oh, Pretty yeah. good. And, and I know yeah, that's the thing, two, though. Three, it's like they made weird, really good. I feel like the TV shows are always really good. It's like the movies that are like kind of misses, yeah, right? Yeah, hit and miss with the movies. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, there was that World of Warcraft that one was pretty good. But that one was cool. I, yeah. I thought it was sick. There was and one with the guy with I, the hood. It didn't do too well, though. The one with the hood. The hood. Ugh, God. I'll think um, of it later. It's a game where he's like... I'll think of it later. The Witcher? No, no, no. It's oh. another game. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, we both went into it with like... I would say like very low... Yeah, like lukewarm expectations. And then Which I feel sometimes is a bit unfair because it's like... Going, I try to go in with the same standard for each movie, but mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, oh, if this is halfway decent, that's a win. Where other movies, I'm like, this has to be like yeah, a Christopher Nolan movie. It's like, this has to be life-changing or else it's kind of a failure. True. So I, I tried my best to like level those expectations, but it, you know, I'm human. I can't really do that. So going in, um, and it's kind of been a couple of days now since we've seen it. It's been two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watched it yesterday or the day it's before? It's been two days. Two days. So I felt like we were able to kind of have the movie settle in and still, you know, not have that high of, oh, we just saw it was a good time and we had a good day. It's like, oh, two days later, yeah, like we still feel that that it met expectations and it was a good movie. I would even say it like exceeded expectations, to be honest. Like, so, like, we should go into like the ratings part of it. Like, I would rate the movie out of 10, like after watching it, I would give it, I mean, I haven't even put my Instagram one up yet because I've been thinking about it hard and um, but I would, I honestly would give it like an eight or nine out of 10. Like it's pretty high for me. Well, well which, uh, what is it? Eight, eight or nine? I'll go eight point, I'll go 8.6 out of 10. That's pretty high. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it was really good, but I would still put it in like the high sevens, like a seven and <gasps> a 7.7, which I think is pretty fair. Yeah. It was such a fun movie. It's like right above passing, Very family though. friendly. It's that kind of movie you want to watch with your family or a big group because mm-hmm. it kind of has something for everybody. Um, was super funny. I think that was one of the stronger points of the movie was how, how funny it was. Yeah. Um, Chris Pine did a good job of just like playing a Ryan Reynolds role of like being, I don't even know how to explain it, but just being like s- serious funny is... That part's funny to me. Yeah, you kind of don't think of him as like a funny character, but he, there's a lot of movies where he's hilarious, but he does a good job of balancing, you know, being the cool guy, the mm-hmm. action star, and then, you know, the, the funny um, yeah. comedic relief kind of lead character um, where you don't, old, you don't necessarily think of him at, at, as that right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I can't believe you gave it right above passing. I thought you enjoyed it more. I did, but like a seven's like a good, like seven's like, seven's oh like yeah, a, that was good. Like seven's like, like mm, yeah, it was good, but eh, it was nothing special about it, I guess. So that's how I see a seven, but maybe you see it differently. It was really fun and um, like a good time, but it wasn't like anything rev- like new or crazy, yeah. crazy cool. It didn't stand out. Spectacular. Yeah, I didn't really like it. Fair. You know, tip the spectrum on any one kind of category for, for me. Um, the action was like, a, uh, it was like an above average movie, but it wasn't like a spectacular movie to me. Mm. Now you're making me feel like I should lower one, but it's okay. We have to, we have to disagree sometimes. We can't always agree. Um, like the strongest points I, of it was 
the jokes, like from the beginning to the end, like the jokes hit. I will say, I feel like if they didn't give so much away in the trailer, I probably would have laughed a bit more because like there were scenes where I'd seen in the trailer where it just was like, oh, he missed or she missed. And like the thing came to life, like there were, or he stepped on the thing and the bridge broke. Like there were, there's also spoilers in this guys, um, before we jump like really into it. But like, if they didn't show so much in the trailer, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more. That's one thing that I've been happy with myself about is I haven't been watching trailers really going into movies. So a lot of the, says a lot guys, he used to watch trailers like (laughs) everything's new. Yeah, it was, um, it's, it was hard to, but for some reason I kind of got out of that routine or that habit. So everything I saw was new. Cause I, I know you mentioned that there is one scene where you said, Oh, that was in the trailer. If I didn't see that before, I would have thought that was like super sick. So you didn't see the trailer at all. Oh, like we, we've kind of been arriving late to movies. So we always, yeah, we, <laughs> we always come in. We the, bring our own snacks too. Yeah. That's why we just run We always come in. in right when Nicole Kidman's like there and then, <laughs> and then the movie starts. So we miss everything. And, um, so it's been helpful though, because we kind of know what, what we want to watch anyways. Mm-hmm. And then everything's new and refreshing and you don't get like revealing plot points or mm-hmm. even some of the cameos. Like here there was a Bradley Cooper cameo. Are some of the so twists in the random. Movie. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's jump into the cool tidbits about the movie. The first bullet point that Noah has is Bradley Cooper. So continue on that. Like he was a I don't even he was a small person. Well, he was a, yeah, he he had a small cameo. He played yeah, he played a small person. He was like the love interest of uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character mm-hmm. who uh, what was her name? Olga? Yeah, she was a Also her name was Holga, yeah. Holga. We're, we are horrible with remembering the names of the characters in the movie, which yeah. you well, would think is like a prerequisite for... Well, these names are least, hard. Even other movies, uh, listening yeah. back, we're <laughs> just butchering everything. But, but yeah. it's really hard uh, during the movie to, you know, you get so invested in the character, you kind of, in the face, you kind of don't really put too much uh, emphasis on the name. Or maybe maybe, maybe we're wrong there and <laughs> So let us know. But um, Bradley Cooper plays the love interest or the ex-husband of Michelle Rodriguez's Mm -hmm. character, who's kind of like the warrior of the group. And um, it's kind of like, you know, the his introduction. He got a very big laugh. Yeah. And then there's some funny parts in it. And then it turns into a very like heartwarming scene Mm -hmm. where. But for me, it kind of I was a little bit confused with some of the the dialogue because it was very heartfelt. But then Mm -hmm. also people were kind of. I think people couldn't get over the initial reaction that like Bradley Cooper is playing. Yeah, like we were a, also in like the preview part, so I don't even think they showed that. I they didn't show that in the trailer, so I think so that was, was brand shocked. new. Yeah. yeah, but it was hard because you're like first you're kind of laughing and then it gets really heartfelt and it was like oh wait this is like a serious moment and you're still trying to like come out of like the yeah, shock of seeing like Bradley was, Cooper playing a like like a Hobbit or whatever it was he was. Yeah. Um, but, it was funny because even Chris Pine, when they first, <laughs> when um they like pull up on the horses, she's like, "I'm just gonna go pick up something." He's in there. Everyone's like, "He doesn't want to see you," but they're like playing into that funniness of like, you know, you don't need closure to walk away from a relationship, and they were playing into that. And then they were just like, "We don't need to stop there." And she's like, "I do. I just need to get my walking stick," yeah, which is like then, obviously yeah, Chris not Pine important. Was like, he wrote you a letter saying he's not your husband anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's like what um, more do you need and then uh, when he comes out and he's uh, smaller than her because he's he's like a, i don't even know if like they a call hobbit it hobbit or, in D&D. it might be a different terminology yeah but it's world. basically like a hobbit and she's like a a, a warrior like she's 
she's massive. She's ripped in this movie. She looks good. Um, but he's obviously way smaller than her because she's also like way larger than like him. And, um, the, one of the, one of the people that they picked up along the way was like so shocked seeing how small he was. And then Chris Pine was just like, yeah, we were all a little confused when we saw him at first too. And I was just dying laughing. I was like, what a freaking intro to Bradley Cooper. Like that was so random. Yeah, and then I think that was kind of a one and done because they kind of really closed that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they kind of have like a little sneak peek of a new love interest for her. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was fun to see him. Yeah, that um, was so funny. And his CG, his CGI, I didn't think was that great. No, and throughout it was the not. whole movie, the CGI was kind of like not the best. The makeup was really done really well, though, with mm-hmm. all the characters that they, it was kind of like um, Star Wars esque where they have real. Um, folks in real masks and like and like makeup real done, makeup, yeah. not CGI character like like the Yoda, not a CGI Yoda, but like a real puppet Yoda. Yeah. Where yeah, so like it was really you know tangible uh, masks that they really dolled up, and it, it looked great. From um, Jonathan, who was on the council, the bird, mm-hmm. he that looked really good, and one of the Jonathan. other the other dragon who was on the council too yeah like all those characters looked great looks great yeah their makeup did look good even the guy that like the opening shot with that creepy looking guy that was like all chained up when you oh, first yeah, meet in the Chris jail cell P- yeah, yeah that that part too yeah that, so was, that set the tone for mm-hmm. the makeup the makeup i thought was really cool and all the I costumes i agree i agree with just that just the too. cgi was off maybe that's because they weren't expecting this to be a massive hit mm-hmm. um i'm not even sure how it's been doing but you know the the budget concerns and the spending it elsewhere. So there were some scenes where, and also we didn't watch it in Dolby or IMAX this time. So I wasn't yeah. sure if that had anything to I do with it. I was literally when it first opened up too, I was like, shoot, it's so low. Cause I'm so used to the theaters like blasting in my ears. And so I was like chewing, I was chewing and I could hear my chewing over the, the people speaking. And so I had to like put my snacks away. So it kind of ruined it, but yeah, I, we, <laughs> we snuck in chips and it was a packed theater. So I was a little self-conscious of like, I don't but, care about people seeing me with... Not that, oh. but it was, like, loud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's why. So you have to go Dolby at IMAX always because it was not that not that loud. But I'm not sure if that has anything to do with the quality of the CGI. Um, maybe, maybe if some, some I feel viewer... feel like IMAX does dad, make it better. Dad, if you're out there, if you know, <laughs> if you know the answer. My Where's my dad? Just joking. <laughs> That's a separate, <laughs> Gonna get dark. separate podcast. Um, okay, yeah, so... Okay, so I think like one of the main things that we have to talk about is just how well their jokes hit the whole time throughout this movie. Yeah, like, it was like little quips too. Mm-hmm. Like um, Chris Pine hit, and like there was every ten minutes you're like kind of cracking up about something with him and Hugh Grant as well, who kind of plays the Hugh spoiler. Grant did really good. He's yeah, so he annoyed. was funny. He, he, he like was made funny. me annoyed in that movie. He did really good. I kind of like him playing that role. Like, yeah, just he, chipper and like. They're really selfish s- and snobby, snobby bad yeah. guy. Um, yeah, kind of like really a creep, job. creepy. Yeah, he, creepy. Um, re- reminded me a bit of his character in The Gentleman. Yeah, he's like the where he's the reporter. investigative reporter. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to blackmail yeah. them. Yes. I think he know, does really well. In those like, like Weasley. Yeah, Weasley. That's Weasley, a good, that's word, a good yeah. word for it. Yeah, but no, yeah, even him. But I think like what Noah and I thought like were, was the probably the funniest character because every character was funny at some point. But, I like how the movie, yeah the, yeah, the jokes hit so well because the movie didn't take itself too seriously and kind of knew what it was. So it played on that tone really well. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think you were going to 
go into. Yeah, I'm going to butcher his name, but his name's Rajiv Jean Page. And he's basically known from Bridgerton. Bridgerton. And I fell in love with him in Bridgerton. Uh, I've seen him in The Gray Man with Ryan. Oh, yeah. And he's in The Gray Man, too. But he's annoying in that one. But yeah. I mean, that that, that Gray Man movie was annoying. He's one of those, like, going to be household, like, next, you know. Top, top casted yeah. actor. I he, he's that. been really good in everything. He's kind of short, isn't he? Uh, he looked tall. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Bradley Cooper short. Um, but no, he his so basically his character. He, he sold the show though. He comes in the second act. And he it was like I think Noah made a good point earlier when we were doing this. He based Noah was saying that if it if he didn't come in the show and kind of like provide like a different type of comedic relief, it wouldn't have been as yeah he kind of it was almost like with what's that Channing Tatum Sandra Bullock movie yes with the Brad Lost Pitt City. Brad yeah. Pitt and, yes where Brad Pitt's in it and yes. he kind of steals the scene and that lifts up the whole they movie lift, it's it was bam that's yeah. how it was with yes. um, him him being introduced he plays this really heroic um, figure Zank in the movie he's predominantly uh, from a group that is known to be bad, but he's kind of the exception. And mm-hmm. the whole movie, they make him very godlike, and they really are dramatic with it and over-exaggerate it with his lines and how he interacts with people. <laughs> so it kind of... It, like, it's like dry humor with him, though, too. So like it could have went either way. Like It could have been annoying where it's like, okay, you're trying too yeah, hard. Like he, yeah, he gives money to like this homeless guy, and he like grabs <laughs> his head, and he's like, you'll be okay. <laughs> Stuff like that. He like, rescues a cat, a baby cat from a fish, which is funny, which is a funny like ir- irony in itself because it's usually fish. The eating. other way around. Yeah. And, but he rescued a baby cat. And, and when I was watching that scene, I was just cracking up laughing even before they showed Chris Pine's face, like being annoyed of how like. Yeah. Like Chris Pine's like a bit jealous. Yeah. It's like the, he, first of all, with his group of people, I can't remember all the names where yeah. he's from, but he's, he's from like a bad group mm-hmm. where he's the exception. But Chris Pine's like, oh, we can't trust him. We yeah. can't trust him. And everybody's like, no, I've heard good things. He did all these, and they all, everybody has a different heroic feat that he did. Which is heck of funny. Yeah. And even in um, one of the scenes, they have to talk to the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> the, you know, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez are talking to the corpse of um, a fallen soldier. Mm-hmm. And they get to ask him five questions. And then they, he, they, he's like, yeah. And then the Zank, Zank came. Yeah. And then, Chris Pine's like, yeah, you can't trust him. He's like, actually, he was the most gentle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was so kind. He saved me the whole time. And they were was, just hyping so him pleasant. up yeah. so much, like, in the movie. And I was like, oh, man, he, this is a big, big hype up for, like, for a role to play. Yeah. And then as soon as he came, he lived up. All the scenes he was in is definitely the strongest point in the movie. And that was kind of where the heist came because they have to go into, like, the under the underbelly to retrieve this helmet. helmet. And there, um, there's... You know, bad guys, of course. There's a yeah. dragon. It's like kind of like the Aladdin golden. Cave <laughs> he like or rescues Chris Pine too. And like this one scene where Chris yeah, Pine's he, like, I'm not holding his hand. Like, cause he's just like not his biggest fan. And Chris Pine's like about to slide into this. First of all, they made a fat dragon, which is hecka funny. Like, it was just like an overweight dragon. <laughs> so funny. So it was like funny because he couldn't like fly. But, anyways, he's about to fly into his mouth, like slide into his mouth. And then Zank like jumps up and does like the most heroic like jump with a sword over his head and just like bashes the sword him. Yeah. into his head and saves him, and, but also is holding his hand. And then Chris Pine's like, thanks. And then he's like, you would have done the same for me. And then Chris Pine was like, like obviously not. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, was so- it was funny. That was the strongest point. And then at yeah. the end, um, you know, they're kind of 
recouping from the battle and then he's like okay i have to leave you now yeah and then they're like wait why can't you come with us like you, you're, you're obviously the best you're, one. yeah you're better at us at everything like yeah fighting strategy think, yeah planning we could really it. use your help he's like this is not my battle and then he says some like kind words Heroic. to chris pine and then he walks off and you know very stoic like very and, the, and then they make a joke about it. And it's like, look at him. He just walks in a straight line. And then there's like a rock. <laughs> he's up. Oh, there's and, a rock coming then, up. Yeah, What's he going to do? Chris Pines, yeah, he's narrating. It's like, he's gonna, is he going to go around the rock? Or, oh, he's oh, going right, right over Right over it. the rock. <laughs> <laughs> and he just pops down. So it was kind of like that humor throughout the whole time. And I think everything hit for... There was only one time in the theater where I think you and I were laughing where not that many people were. Which part? Um, I think it was when Chris Pine and Zank were... Riding next to each other, and he's like, "Is somebody else right next to oh, him?" Oh yeah, yeah, that part was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that that part was he's hilarious. trying to give him advice. Honestly, that was probably my favorite scene of all because he was just trying to be nice and give him advice, and Chris Pine was just like not trying to have it. So funny. Yeah. But he when he was uh, he came into the movie, it really just lifted it up and like reinvested you into everything, and really was a good way to kind of take you into the you know third leg in the movie. Yeah, because without agree. him, it kind of would have been you know. I'm not sure if I, I might have gotten bored because there's only so much of, you know, a band of misfits, you know, coming yeah, together. Yeah, so they was already did it refreshing. so much. Yeah, it was refreshing. Also, there's like a scene where like these, and I think it's in Dungeons and Dragons, like these brain animals. I don't remember what they're called, but they were like walking by and then Zink was just like, they, they attack people with like high IQs. And then it like it like crawls past all of them, and then Chris Pine's like, "Well, that's kind of offensive," because he was like getting ready to fight because he thought it was gonna attack him. <laughs> but it was funny because they did play on Chris Pine's like IQ in the whole movie because they were like, "Well, what what's your what are you like good for? What are you good for?" Because like you have the muscles, you have the magic. He's like, "I'm the planner," and then he's just like, "She's like, but you already made the plan, so why do we need you?" And he's like, "Because if that plan goes wrong, she's like, so you make plans that don't work." And I was just like, I just like how they like were kind of pushing him down and like not making him the like main yeah, he had flaws and yeah he wasn't, like they made you know, him he didn't flaws. have all the answers and yeah kind of like making up as he goes um, how did you feel about like the characters and like everyone that played them because the girl from fast and furious i thought she did really good with holga yeah she did good okay. she's she's got that like badass role yeah um very convincing i was going to talk about with um the other two and i'm blanking on the names but the wizard and then mm-hmm. the shapeshifter. Yeah. Um, do you oh, there's yeah, their scenes were cute. Yeah. It's Simon and Doric. Simon and Doric. What's their Dor- their their real names? Justin though? Smith is Justin Smith from Pokemon. Yes, and I'm sure Sophia Lily is Doric the shapeshifter. Yeah, Sophia Sophia Lily, mm-hmm. and she's from Lilies. it. Lily. She's from it. She's from yeah. It. Yeah. And they both did really well. Yeah. Um, is it is Justice or Justin? It's Justice. Justice. Yeah, yeah he's funny. He kind of plays that. He did a really cowardly, good job. I think they casted it really like well. Like low conf, yeah, and that's exactly, that's exactly what his character was. It's kind of like I don't know if I could do it, but I could do it. And then yeah. he, he gets he gains his confidence later on. He's and, well. It turns out the only thing holding me back was myself. And Chris Pine's like, "That's what I've been saying yeah. the whole time." <laughs> yeah, that that part was that part was hilarious. <laughs> he like punched himself in the face. It was so funny. But um, the shapeshifter. I'm sorry. What's her name again? Her name is her real name Sophia Lily. Sophia but you can Lily. Call her Doric. That's her name. Sophia in the movie. Lily, who played Doric, she plays this shapeshifter where she can turn into like any sort of animal, and they use that a lot for a lot of their plans because she can sneak. She can turn into a fly and listen in. Be a fly on the wall, listen into yeah, the enemies. Um, that scene schemes. was scary, actually. Yeah, that the Red Witch was pretty frightening. She did good too. Um, uh, who played her? 
Her name is Daisy Head. Daisy Head. Where's she from? I don't know, but I didn't really recognize her. Her name is But she also was like bald in the movies. Actually, she's in a few scary movies: Fallen, Wrong Turn, Shadow. So she plays in some creepy movies. Yeah, but nothing big. Not too familiar, but she was really good in. There was a couple of scenes where I kind of like jumped a little. I was like startled <laughs> when she screamed at the <laughs> when fly. When she screamed at the fly, good. yeah, I was, I was, that got me. Um, but Sophia Lilly had one of the coolest scenes I thought was. Oh yes. So she actually turned into a fly to listen to the Red Witch's evil plan, but the Red Witch this spots is her the out. Best scene in the movie. Yeah, and then she has to escape out the castle, and she she's a fly, she's a rat, she's a deer, she's a snake. She turns into a whole bunch of uh, eagle. And it's, it's like a, um, a single shot in her point of view, like escaping through and maneuvering through the town, the town and to the guards away. and all the different animals. She and she like shape ships the whole way to like maneuver and squeeze through things or bust through things. Or that fly CGI over things. wasn't that bad. Like, yeah. I think they might have put all their money into like that, Just scene, that scene. Yeah. And then like we can compromise. That is true because even when she became like a cat at the end, when she finally got away, they flipped the camera to like the family. So the family was like shocked that a cat was in their house and then she, it shape-shifted into a girl. But they never actually showed her shape-shifting because I don't think they could have, maybe the CGI couldn't have done it. So like she was like already a person uh, yeah, like walking yeah. out the door. Good point. But they did. But I think once it was good. an animal, it was like, easy for them to like shape shift it. But yeah, that that scene was so sick. I, it was like intense a little bit because that it was, was scary. Long too. It yeah. was long. It was like cool. she screamed at the fly, and then the fly, and they were chasing her for heck along. Like I think that's what made it so scary and like such a good scene was because they didn't like you kind give of it to she her gets easy. Away yeah, and then she's a new animal, and they spot her, and um, yeah, exactly. That was. One of my favorite parts after the um, Regé Jean. Yeah. Regé Jean. <laughs> Regé Jean. It's Regé Jean. I don't know. It's R-E-G-E-J-E-A-N. Regé Jean. Just say Z- Zank. RJ. Just we can call him. No, just say Zank. He probably, right, Zank. We don't know if he does likes it, doesn't like yeah. RJ. Um. But after his scenes, I think that was my favorite. Yeah, I agree. That one was super I think cool. We, I think we agree on most of the good All scenes. All our favorite parts. To be honest, like, now that I'm thinking about it, there were only, like, everything else was kind of, like, funny. But it was kind of Chris Pine making jokes yeah. the whole time. And then he had some heartfelt moments, though, because ultimately um, what lands him up in jail in the beginning is a heist to have the... What was the name of the stone? But it's a stone to bring back his it's deceased like an wife. immortality Immort- stone. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the heist that goes wrong. So there's that storyline of him wanting to bring back his bring wife. back his wife and like reconnect with his daughter. So he did well on that. And then Justice Smith is more of kind of comedic relief a bit, uh, and then finding his confidence. And then the Sophia Lily, Sophia she Lilly's. was just kind of all action. Kind of she was she was all action. Yeah, yeah. she was cool though because they used her powers. Yeah, like most of the time. And what I liked is. They would kind of have these plans that you think would kind of work, and then like they, it didn't work, and they had to do something. I else. I agree with that. I think that's what I don't like about heist movies is like they, I hate when it's like all of this happened, but then it's like wait, it actually didn't, and then they like backtrack. 
I like hate heist movies like that. Like I, it's cool and fun to watch, but I like more when it, you like following along and, and you're in the plan of like, okay, that didn't work, and like here's what we're gonna do now. And the pl- yeah, there this one like the like both plans kind of fall apart and they have to like improvise. It was and funny, it was a little bit more convincing. It was funny because they had Plan A and then they had Plan B, but then they had to go back to Plan A. So he's like, okay, this is Plan C, and they're like, but isn't it just Plan A? And then he's like, no. And he's like, if that fails, then we'll go to Plan D. And they're like, but that's just Plan B. And then he's just like, no, those have bad, like, bad lucks to it now. <laughs> like, it's plan C and D. And it was just pretty funny. Yeah. It, all, all those, like, works for me, I thought, I thought were hilarious. Yeah. But I think, like, all, they casted this really well. I think each actor and actress did a really good job in, like, each of their roles. I, I, I don't st- think I did, I still I get hung like, up, though, because of the lore of Dungeons & Dragons. Because we're not, familiar. you know, with, like, hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Is, is that how they're supposed to be? Or, it, you know, it, is it, this totally, like, not even Dungeons & Dragons is a fantasy movie and they called it Dungeons & Dragons so people would see it? Yeah, so true. that's what I'm kind of, you know, would love to hear more about. Yeah, I would love or, to hear more about that, too, because we think the actors were casted well, but if there's, a, like, an actual storyline where Chris Pine plays, like, an actual person in, like, a board game or, like, the game, then was it a good per- pick? I don't know. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how... Like, should Bradley Cooper have been Chris Pine's role and Chris Pine been Bradley Yeah, (laughs) something like that, you know. Uh, I'm curious to hear what hardcore Dungeons & Dragons fans think about the characters and how they were portrayed and if it was kind of, you know, true to the game. Um, Because I know for me personally, or for everybody, when they are really invested into a intellectual property, for lack of a better term, and then that gets an adapt- adaptation to a movie, and it's not you know what they have en- envisioned or kind of true to the source material. It, it's very that that's the main reason why the video game movies haven't worked out um, in the past. Um, Assassin's Creed. Oh, Assassin's Creed's the one with the that's hood. That's the one with the hood. Yeah, yeah. that one sucked. Um, I just thought about it right that? now. Who? Uh, I don't know who played the movie. It's Magneto. Oh yeah, well that one sucked. Uh, the guy from 300 He's a really good actor I, I can't remember He has, he has, He's kind of Hasn't been in that many movies lately Yeah I was not a fan But yeah no, I was Hil- Hillary's about. listening right now Screaming the name <laughs> I know seriously And Thomas Yeah um, um, Yeah But So Are you looking it up <laughs> Magneto Michael Fassbender He He no, Eric. It's, it's Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah, yeah. He honestly knows. Magneto's. No, was looking name. it up and then got the answer before it searched completely. So you have to give him credit. It's for kind that. of one of those things where you can't, you don't know how to spell the word unless you write it out. Yeah. I felt, I felt like that's what happened right there. And then sometimes the word looks like it's spelled wrong when you spelled it right. No, I'm just joking. I'm I, I, <laughs> diving I just, into a spiral. Yeah, that's too, that's too far back. But it doesn't have the red squiggly line under it for me. <laughs> what would you say? Um, it was. I felt like we've been talking like really positive, and all everything's been good yeah. so far. But was there any major critiques or anything that was underwhelming or took you out the movie? Um, I would say not really. I feel like as soon as I was kind of getting like bored with the scene, or like I, because like to be honest, like Noah is right. Like there wasn't anything like that. Like tipped the scale what was that? of like Noah. Was, was, just, yeah, right? he's right. No, was, I'm not going to say is because he's not, we have he's that, not right, we have right that, now. have uh, that recorded, so. Oh my God, <laughs> cool. Anyways, um, 
with just saying that like this movie didn't really like tip the scale for like anything outstanding, I think, because it was pretty generic. So like now I feel like my rating's really high. It kind of reminded me of um, Stardust a little bit. I love Stardust. Yeah. Star- I think Stardust was better. But I think Stardust was better too. Yeah. But this well, was kind of like an, it like kind of gave me that age. same vibe. It yeah. gave me that same vibe. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, oh, but I would say like I, every time I felt like it was a generic movie or, or like it was starting to get kind of boring on like a scene, they did a pretty good job of like switching it pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, so like there was a graveyard scene, which I thought was really funny. And then, like, after a while, I was like, okay, they need to just get this. But then they did. They left, and then they left him alone. And basically, they had to ask the skeleton five questions, and then the skeleton can go back to being dead. And, like, they asked one, and it was funny because he messed up, and he's just like, okay, only answer when I ask you, okay? And then that was, like, a question. And then he's like, okay. And he's like, that was one question. And he's like, no, don't count that. Does that count? And he's like, yes. And then he's like, that's two questions. And he's like, no. And that part was funny. And then the second one, it was kind of funny when they were like being passed around. But I mean, like situations like that, that that whole scene was really funny. But like, I feel like any longer I would have been like, oh, no. Yeah, they did a good part of like taking each joke or scene to the max and then keeping it moving on and keeping it fresh. And And they recreated it too. Like they would be telling the the story. The skeleton would be telling the story and then they reenacted it like for you on the screen, which was nice. So I feel like. It was a little boring at times, but then it would quickly turn. So I can't say it was like I think boring. if it didn't have the second part of the movie with RJ or Zank, mm-hmm. then the movie would have felt really flat for me. Okay. But with him, it was just kind of looked up the whole movie and just like, you know, got you amped and ready for, you know, the, se- the second half of it. Um, the but, but which, I, you know, that's that's what the movie was. So I think they did a good job. I was entertained the whole time. Yeah. Same. I can't think of a scene where I'm like, I didn't, I didn't really need that. I would say the only thing I didn't really need was the daughter being, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Was the daughter being involved at like, basically I didn't really need the daughter to not believe the dad and to believe the uncle over the dad. Like that part was just like a little bit like, okay, really? Like they they tried to add, but but you kind of had to do that. Like I don't really see another way around it for Chris Pine to like be to like go away. I guess it was a twist on the damsel in distress where that she's held captive. It was like she was willingly kind of held held captive. True. Um. So I, I guess in that sense, I can appreciate it, but. I but that was like the only scene I I personally was just like I yeah, didn't. Buy. I wasn't totally yeah convinced mm-hmm. like oh like why would she be that mad at him, you know. Um, and to be give, fair to their credit, they did say like she did end up saying um, I should go talk to him after she ran away mad, which is kind of like what teenage girls do in movies is they like run away mad. So to be fair, like they did try to sell me back in by being like okay she does want to like yeah talk to him. They, they, so, they they did an okay job with that, but that was one where. I agree with you. It was kind of didn't I didn't need that necessarily. Yeah. For me, the other part was at the end where Michelle Rod- Rodriguez character essentially dies, and Chris Pine has to use the resurrection stone on her instead of his wife. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to, but you know he is. I didn't really love that because <gasps> it it's just kind of like. Oh wait! You know, like, do just, you mean like you didn't want him? You you didn't want him to use it on her, or she didn't need you, to die. or she didn't need to die? Yes, I die. agree. I yeah. totally agree with that too. I feel like it was like a cheapskate go cheap 
skate like or like scapegoat scapegoat way of like, I just cheap, combined cheap four words. <laughs> it was just like a like a scapegoat way of just trying to like get him to use like the stone and, yeah. and add a drama and make him realize that like actually the 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 that mother, his wife's at pe- he's at his, peace with his wife and his yeah new wife and that and the, the most important thing to him is his daughter who's living and his daughter has only known Holga. And that's basically her mom, like older sister. So yeah, it was interesting because they kind of you weren't sure if it was gonna be like a romantic relationship between them. And they at one point they kind of make one comment about it where you think, oh, at the bar, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. for your wife. He's like, they're like, oh no, no, that's gross, that's gross. Yeah, they did kind of. And hint usually at when it, that happens, they fall they in fall love. in love. <laughs> but here, like, they kind of kept it where they're you Don't know. Tell me a no What's meant. that word? Just joking. Um, platonic, yeah, or, platonic. No, where they're just I, I, platonic. Where, yeah, they're just friends. Yeah, it's oh, just okay. platonic. Platonic. You were about to say platonic, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they have Michelle Rodriguez have like a new love interest at the end as well. That part. So it's kind of like confirms that you know they uh, have a platonic relationship. I did like that they had a platonic relationship. Yeah, though. me too. I, didn't I thought want that was cool. To, yeah, but I agree with you actually. So those two scenes, like she didn't need to die, but then they had to get rid. They could have just killed the stone and it been like, shoot, like we lost the stone in the battle because we had to save the people. Like they could have just done it that way. Like he had to pick like saving the people of the town or saving his wife or his dead late wife. Um, but they ended up making guess, it to where yeah. he had to pick between his that, best that, that friends. That like carves out his story arc and all that. Yeah. Where... But I, I did, but, but I will give it to them too. Like then it's like, it is nice that he was able to see that his daughter needed her and like, you know, it worked out that way. So. Yeah. Like it, it just seemed like a unnecessarily unnecessary to like, unnecessary but with the story but they did it to round out his character yeah which it just seemed kind of cheap yeah i agree with that that is true so any more critiques i think that's it for me like i can't really think that's why i gave the movie such a high rating because like every time i didn't really like something i feel like they did a really good job of like bringing me back in yeah there was nothing that was like i really hated about it but then on the flip side, there was nothing like I really, really loved about it. That's why I gave it like a high seven because it was like an above average movie, mm-hmm. but wasn't spectacular in like any one category f- for myself. I just had so much fun with it. I still think I'm going to keep like mine. Around, it's such like, a fun eight, movie. Yeah. Eight, five or something. Um, eight, yeah. I mean, what? I gave, I gave John Wick like an eight, three or something like that. And I think it was like a step above John Wick only because... It was just, John Wick was just so predictable, but it wasn't a bad movie by any means. It was a really good movie. I just did not buy the ending at all. That See, this one was like a feel good. I I think we have to stop comparing movies yeah. against each other too when we discuss them. But yeah. this one was just a feel good movie where I would watch it. It, it has a really high I guess I wasn't comparing the movies. Me. I was just comparing like this, my scale, like where my scale is of like. Of the two movies? Not of the two movies, but just. Like what makes a movie good to me and it's not being predictable. It's being like entertaining, pulling me out of like, or keeping me captivated. Like there's just certain things that I hold to my scale that it, it did meet for me, I guess. Yeah. 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 For me, like a movie that's in the eights is kind of like a game changer type of movie or a, like a little more rare. This one, 
was really well done and really fun. But again, never wasn't like spectacular or profound in any way. But I, I would watch this movie again and something that I, w- I would put on uh, like on a rainy day or on Netflix streaming it at night or something. Would it, you rather watch this one or Puss in Boots? Because those are two like family friendly movies we've seen this year. Um, it's a good question. I think this one's a little a little more mindless than Puss in Boots. Because Puss in Boots had a, like a very heavy storyline mm-hmm. with it. it was so like you'd put very, this one on in the background more? It was like emotionally draining a little bit. Mm-hmm. This one was a l- like more lighthearted. So it's a little easier to, you know. To um, just mindlessly to put mindlessly in the background. Watch, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you, you, so you'd you, play this one you more. You can laugh. Um, See, you did like it more get, than a seven. Just joking. I'm trying to convince him. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it's yeah, it's something that I could watch more. Like, is it? Is it? It's an easier watch. Yeah, it definitely is an easy watch. I definitely would watch this again. I actually kind of want to watch it again just because I feel like I want to rewatch some of the scenes that like I was busy laughing or like looking at Noah or I was like, <laughs> what the hell? But um, yeah, no, I'd watch it again. Our favorite part of the podcast, the three words. Should uh, we jump into that? Or do you have anything else you want to say before the thing ends? Um, Are you thinking every three words? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stall. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, go keep going. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, we could jump into the three words. Yeah. So what would are your three words? I guess I'll go this time because I made you go last time. It was funny. Shout out to my mom for watching, for listening to this. My mom was just like, it's so funny you made Noah go first <laughs> because you didn't want him to copy you. <laughs> I never copied she, you. She was laughing so much. But I do not copy you. And he gets ideas. How about no, that? I don't. <laughs> okay. I would say this one was obviously uh, comedy or humor has to be a word. I would just go hum- humorous. Yeah. Funny. Funny. Whatever. Don't funny. I was just trying to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Honor. Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Honor <laughs> among thieves. <laughs> um, no, I think I would do like, I think it had a lot to do with honor. Like throughout the whole movie, they literally talked about that. Like everybody at the end of the day, I mean, the people that didn't have honor were the ones that ended up dying. So, um, but yeah, honor and then family. I'll do those three. I feel like this segment really exposes my vocabulary because I, I think I have a word, but I'm not sure if it's the if I have the right definition for it. But what's like corky? Like, how would you describe corky? Why don't you just say corky? You told me not I to. I think it's corky. Talk, not to complicate humor. It, no, funny. I think it's corky. But yeah. what does cork like? What's the actual definition of corky? Like, like out there, witty, a little weird. Yeah. Cor- okay. Yeah. So corky. This is like his vibey word too. <laughs> <laughs> well, corky is a, a real word, right? Yeah, it is okay. a real word. So- Spell it. Okay, no, it's okay. C O R K Y. C what? No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> what is it? I spell quirky. <laughs> I don't know. He said, people, he said C O R K Y. It's Q U I. Q. U I. R K Y. Oh. Yeah, quirky. I guess oh. we could leave that in there. I'm definitely leaving that in there. <laughs> see, he said, said corky, said like w- like the wine bottle cork. Like, I, mean, I was that's thinking porky big. That's why I pork, <laughs> and then I just put a C. 
<laughs> I don't know why you jumped to like Porky Pig. Porky, but... Cor- <laughs> Anyways. But, um, so Corky's the first one. I'm so glad I asked you to spell that. <laughs> that was messed up. I'm going to ask you to spell words out <laughs> now, too. <laughs> um, I'm only going to pick easy-ass words. Corky. Um, and then it really knew... It didn't take itself seriously. So what's the word for that? Like, Dude, uh, I literally <laughs> was coming up with words off the top of my dome. I wasn't like trying to like fit, capsulate like moments in time into a aware, single worm. Corky, word. aware. And then um, humorous. You could just say funny. Funny. I don't want to steal your word, but corky. Like, you aware. have to use funny. It was yeah, funny. Corky, aware, and then humorous. Yeah, those are good ones. Corky with the Q, in case you were confused. No, it's with the C. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it for us today. Um, we might do a part two, Noah said, with Nate. That'd be kind of fun. But if we don't, we're definitely going to like do another one with him soon. Like He has summer coming up, so we plan on sealing him for a few months. Um, and then we want to do some with his sister. We have a few of my friends yeah, that want to come on the podcast. want to get a... Special guest every time we can. Yeah. Just a little hard logistically and technically with the equipment as well. Um, but Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the movie. Um, would recommend as a family watch. Um, and if there are those hardcore fans out there listening among our family and friends, <laughs> and if this review or discussion really didn't resonate with them or is not true to the to the lore, we deeply apologize. We honestly would <laughs> just love to hear it though. Like yeah. we love to hear we love Noah there's read too the many, Witcher book. Like too we many do franchises like, to yeah. keep up with and we try. Yeah. This is a big one a though. This is a big one though. Yeah. This is a big one. This, um you said like you said but the nerd going in nerds. with zero knowledge of literally just knowing Demi Gorgon, if that's even in Dungeons and oh, Dragons. Oh, we knew there was witches and stuff. Witches, yeah. yeah. You know, knowing that it's a fantasy world. And no other background on characters really enjoyed the the movie and would recommend. Um, and we didn't watch it in Dolby or, or IMAX. And we still enjoyed it. But yeah, and we, we still didn't enjoyed even it. eat all of our chips. But would recommend that this might be a movie that you that you'd want to see in that format. Yep, I agree. Thanks for signing us off, Noah. Um, catch you guys hopefully next week. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.